The question is, <clears throat> how do I stay blessed? How do I stay blessed? How do I live the blessed life? And there's a saying that I've been saying for about 13, 14 years, and it goes like this. It goes, the best place is the blessed place. And I, and I, I, am, a, I, am, I am a sole believer of that truth because I believe that God operates, blessings of God happens by means of living out principles of life. If you are not experiencing the blessing of God, there may be a possibility that you're not living principles of God. Because it is impossible for you and I to do what God says to do and not get the blessing as a result of obedience. He said, God said he prefers obedience over sacrifice. And so when we live a life of obedience, we position ourselves to be in the place that is blessed to receive the blessing that God has for us. When I see how in 10 months, We've grown numerically. When I see how in 10 months, a month into this church opening, we were able to buy a property that cost $250,000 when, when we didn't even have a bank account. Now, if that's not God, now I don't know what that is. Because your pastor 10 months ago was broke. I left my job to do this. We left it all to do this. And not having a single penny to do church. God touched three individuals. One of them was, which by the way, October 9th is our anniversary, and all these three guys will be here. One of them was uh, the Major League Baseball player Mariano Rivera gave me $65,000. He heard we were starting a church, and he gave me $65,000. Another friend of mine by the name of Pastor Gracia gave me $200,000. And another pastor by the name of Choco de Jesus gave me $5,000. And with those three guys, $7,000. And with those three guys, I bought the church building to the glory of God. So when I see that, and I see how the church is growing. I'm like, wow, we are, touch your neighbor, tell them, we are blessed. Come on, tell them, tell them, tell them. We are blessed. Now, the, but the question is, how do I stay blessed? And we're talking about prayer, but I, I need to give this introduction because I think this is paramount. And so to stay blessed... It's to, stay under, it's to stay under the current of his blessing. It's to stay under the waterfall of that blessing. Now, here's the danger of being blessed. The danger of being blessed is that we lose perspective of that which comes from God and that that does not come from God, but it looks like it's of God. 
And so as you walk in the blessed life, we got to make sure that every decision we make, let me say this. This is the thing in Spanish, it sounds better. No todo lo que brilla es oro. Not everything that shines is gold. And so God has been opening doors for this church. And a month ago, a month ago, we sat in a meeting with this lady who has a homeless coalition, and, and she's at the point of, well, she closes down because she can't operate it. And she, she met with us, and she was like, Pastor, um, um, share me, tell me what you're doing as a church. And when we shared our hearts and what we want to do and what we're doing as a church, because we use her facility to feed homeless every, every third Friday of the month. And so she felt in her heart to, to partner with us. And she says, well, Pastor, you know, uh, see how you can help us, because right now I can't afford to run this. And she shut it down. It's been shut for over a month and a half because she can't run it. And so she said, Pastor, if you are willing to take over and operate this building, I will give this building for you to administrate it and run it. And, and, and while she's telling me all this, it's my wife, it's Brother Norby and myself. And, and you know, you know I'm in a, this is the business meeting, if you will. So I'm with my legs crossed like this. Very serious. But in my mind and in my heart, this is what I was doing. I was having a party. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, if we get this building, we're not just going to feed homeless. We're going to get them out the streets. We're going to give them life skills. They're going to get jobs. They're going to get back with them. So in my mind, I'm having a revival. But in front of this lady, I'm like this. And so her and I, she and I, we decided to say, let's pray. Now, you would think, but this, this, is, a, this is a God thing. God has definitely got to be in the business of helping the poor and reaching out. But, but, but let me tell you, but, 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 but the danger is, and, and I want you to know this, I want you to know this, that I understand the responsibility of my gift. I understand the responsibility that God has placed in my hands when it comes to His church, because it's not my church, His church, which is you all. And the last thing I want to do is run into something that looks like it's God and have you all follow me to do something God ain't tell us to do. Even if it looks like it belongs from God. So I told him, you know what? I need to pray. And right there the Holy Spirit said, preach on it. That's what we've been preaching on prayer. Because before we make a decision, we have to be able to pray first. You know that most of the mistakes you've made is because you prayed last. It's too late. You already married her. It's too late. You already sold the house. It's too late. You already gave in the money. But if we were to pray first and do later, we would have less problems. And I, listen, and I don't want to make the mistake of having to come up here one day because I have no problem telling you, hey, hey, guys, I goofed off. But I don't ever, I don't like that. I don't like doing that. I don't ever want to come up here and say, yo, guys, I was, I was in the flesh. So I need to be under the channel of God's blessing. And even though this looks good, I just want to be in the 
blessed place. And I want to be under God's undergird, under God's blessing. And, I, and, and, and because let me tell you, I don't need a building to feed homeless. And I don't need a building to feed the poor. And I don't need a building because we ain't got no church. And look where we at and look how we're growing. But I, but I want to make sure that if this is God's will for us, we're going to do this to the glory of God. And he's going to provide for us to maintain it. But if it's not his will, even if it looks good, I don't want it. I don't want it. And that's why prayer is important. Prayer is quintessential towards the growth of a believer. Coming to church is not enough. We need to establish a life of prayer. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about, in the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to talk about a specific kind of prayer. Because most of the time, if you're honest with yourself, most of the time that you pray, you pray You pray carnal prayers. Let me give you an example. Father God, would you kill him, Lord? <laughs> Look what he did to me, God. Would you, would you, would you, would you, would you, God, God, please, God, I, I pray he loses his job. Look, he left me for another girl, God. I pray that marriage goes to shambles, and I pray they have a horrible marriage, God. And, and would you please kill my enemies and those that don't like me, God? Because, because, God, they hurt my feelings, God. And look what they did to me, God, because you don't understand, God. And most of our prayers are emotional. If you're honest with yourself, if you're oh, God, please, you know, I want that house, and you know, I want that car, and you know, I want that girl. She's so hot. She's so sexy. She's so good-looking. And it's, most of your prayers have to do with your emotions. Come on, don't play yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. But God wants to elevate you to pray in the Spirit. We can't just pray with the aspect of you that focuses on your soul. And so today I want to challenge us to become believers that would pray in the Spirit. And when I'm talking about praying in the Spirit, I'm not talking about being in a trance. I'm not praying in the Spirit. To pray in the Spirit is to speak the language of heaven. Let me rewind that. To pray in the Spirit is to speak the language of heaven, which is the gift. Somebody say gift. That God has given His church, which is the gift of tongues. Now let me explain that real quick. The gift of tongues, if something is a gift... That means that is yours. Am I talking right? If I give you a gift, you don't have to work for it. It's yours. Now, why does God give us the gift of tongues? Because the gift of tongues, I told you last Sunday that prayer is like a key, right? And the key is this small, but the door is this big, but the prayer, this size, has the potential to open big doors this size. Now, open the door. When you pray, 
you open the door. But God don't just want you to have the door open. God wants you to go into that dimension He has for you. Many Christians, we enjoy the fact that the door's open. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm praying. Oh, yeah, look, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, touch it and tell them, you got to go inside, go inside. You got to go inside. You got to go inside. So when you pray, your prayer opens the door, but then opens the door to what? Prayer, listen to me, prayer is an invitation to heaven about a situation on earth regarding a situation you need God to fix here, but it can only happen in here. So when you pray in the Spirit, you are inviting heaven to come in your situation so that heaven can change your circumstance. But to go in there, which is the spirit realm, what did Jesus tell us a married woman? He said, God is spirit. And it is necessary that those that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. So to go to God's world, I got to pray. Jesus said, the disciples said, Father, teach us how to pray. Jesus said, okay, here's how you pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So here's what God wants to do. God wants for your earth to look like his heaven. But you will not know what heaven looks like until you get a sneak peek in heaven. God, I'm preaching. So that when you look at your earth, your earth can look like heaven. But you will not know what heaven looks like if you don't open the door in the spirit and find out what God has for you from here so that it can come out here. So praying in the spirit gives you the capacity to go in here, hear from the Lord, so that the Lord can tell you what it is he wants you to do, how it is that he wants you to live, who he wants you to be with, so that when you come out of this sphere of the Spirit, you can live life here in victory. So praying in the Spirit is the gift God gives us so that we can communicate to God, who, by the way, is Spirit. But the problem of many of us is, we think, let me tell you, we think that to speak the gift God gave us, we need to have five years of theology. To speak in tongues, no, only pastors speak in tongues. Jesus gave the gift to the church. If I were to give you a gift on your birthday, would you say, imagine, give you a gift all wrapped up real cute, real nice, a bow tie and everything. And everybody's like, open it up. No, I can't open it. I'm not worthy. <laughs> I can't open it. 
You know, I, I know he gave it to me, but, but you know, I, I don't deserve this. And, and because, you know, uh, only when I get 30 years old, I have only 30-year-old gifts. And no, what you doing? You got a gift. No, you don't. You don't oh, no. If you're Hispanic and if you're black, you don't open it up. You break that sucker up. And you don't care how much. Listen, my, my sister Lotania, when she gives you a, ro- a gift, she, she puts a lot of detail into it. The ribbon. And she, you know, if, you, if I wrap you up a gift, you're going to get a bootleg. It's going to be, the, the paper ain't going to synchronize. It's all crazy. The, the wrapping paper is going to be like this. Like, this is crazy. Not Tanya. Tanya, she folds it in a way that the edges match together. And then the bow is perfectly there. And, 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 and. and I feel bad when she gives me gifts because I don't care about that. And I, and she might have took 30 minutes to set it up. But, 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 but I'm so concerned about what's inside the wrapping paper that what's on the outside. I'm going to tell you, salvation is great. Eternal life is great. Blessing is there. You're saying that's great. But there's this gift God gave you called the Holy Spirit by the means of tongue. And you're so happy about the package. I'm going to tell you, break the package and take the gift. Because that's the gift that's going to give you access to the power of God by the power of the Spirit. Not yet, not yet, not yet. But stay right there. It would be crazy for you to have a gift and not use it. It would be crazy for someone to give you a gift and you don't use it because you don't feel like you're worthy of it. But you know why many people don't operate the gift of tongues? which is the language of the Spirit, which is, by the way, praying in the Spirit. You know why? Because there's a part of you called the soul. The body's composed spirit, soul, and flesh. The soul of you is the part of you that uses this. And the problem with you is that when you pray, you want to know everything. And because you don't know tongues... You don't understand that, and it doesn't make sense to you. You'd be like, oh, no, it's not my time yet. The devil is a liar. It's like, it's like, do we have any Asian folk here? Any Asian folk? Okay. Well, well I wish there was an Asian folk because I would have I wanted to talk with him. Uh, it, 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 it's, like, it's like when, you, when you're walking down the street and you see an Asian speaking in Mandarin, he's speaking his native language. And that's how he communicates. I've, I, I've been in the mall and in, in public places where I've been walking with my wife, and I see an Asian, even, even uh, 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 someone from, 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 from Moroccans. I've met Moroccans when I went to Morocco, and, and I met Moroccans, and they're talking in the native language. They don't get embarrassed because I don't know what they're talking about. That's their language. And they're talking the language. And I'm right here trying to figure out, when I mention my mom, I'll punch you in your face. You know, <laughs> you know, you know and, and I'm trying to hear what they're saying. And they don't care that I don't understand. Now, here's the deal. Because they both speak in Mandarin. They're speaking and communicating at a level that I will never know why. Because I don't know what they're talking about. But don't get it twisted, baby. Because sometimes I go to a restaurant, and I'm surrounded by people who don't speak Spanish. And I'm with my wife. And when I want to say something, I want nobody to know. I'll be like... Uh, baby, mira, 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 mira eso. Come on, y'all never, y'all never done that? When, you, when you're around people, you don't want them to know what you're talking about, you switch it up. 
You be in Spanish, you be like, don't say nothing, don't look right now, but look at that girl right there. Yeah, 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 ha, ha, uh-huh, uh-huh, ha, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I saw that girl on Facebook, uh-huh, ha, ha, ha. So, 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 look what happened. Now, now, the world around you don't know what you're talking about, but you communicate. I'm communicating with Petri, and we be giggling and laughing about some folk. Uh-huh. You know what happens when you pray in, your, in the spirit? Your flesh wants to know what you're talking about. The devil wants to know what you're talking about. But when you pray in the spirit, the de- now I'm ready right now. When you pray in the spirit, the devil's like, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? I want to know. Your flesh is saying, I want to know. But you and the spirit of God are in one dimension that cannot nobody interrupt the power of prayer that's why God said that's why God said I'm gonna give it to you as a gift because I don't want you to feel that to communicate with me you got to work for it I'm gonna give you the gift of tongues now praying in the spirit is operating the gift so pastor how do I get the gift Listen to me. If you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you already have the gift. But Pastor, I don't know what to say. Neither do I. <laughs> when I speak in tongues, I'm not speaking in tongues saying, oh, I know, she uh, commander. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I'm not supposed to know what that means. Because it's my spirit connected with the spirit of God having a conversation I'm not supposed to know about. So if you're trying to figure out what speaking in tongues is, you're never going to operate the gift. You just got to speak in the tongue and let your spirit connect to God. And you and God are going to speak without your cooperation. Now. But, just a, but now, but now, but now let, 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 let me instruct on the gift of tongues, which is praying in the Spirit. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, which by the way, the church in Corinth was a very, very, very evangelical apostolic church. This church was on fire for Jesus. This church did many works. Good church. But this church had a problem with the gift. There was a disorder in the church. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, church folk used to compete speaking in tongues in the church. And over there, like they were fighting in the church. Who speaks the loudest? Who speaks the strongest? <laughs> Imagine that, crazy! And now you got visitors coming to the church and people fighting in the spirit. Listen. Look what Paul says. Look what Paul says. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. He says, for anyone who speaks in a tongue, check this out, does not speak to people but to God. When you speak in tongues, you're not speaking to people. The key word is speak. When you speak in tongues, you're speaking. You're communicating, but the difference is you're not communicating with me. You're not communicating with men. You're communicating with God. He says, when anyone speaks in tongues, does not communicate with people but with God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. So when I speak in tongues, when I pray in the Spirit, I'm not supposed to know what I'm talking about. Because I am not talking to humans. I'm talking to God. 
praying in the spirit is like communicating on a telephone. You have a phone, you could do two things on a phone. I'm not talking about a smartphone, a phone. You could make calls and you can receive calls. Praying in the spirit is like speaking on a phone, okay? It can receive calls and it can make calls. And that same way, prayer in the spirit operates in two levels. One, level number one, God ringing you. And that is when God, this is me, and we, 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 we haven't seen this yet in this church, but that is when God speaks to somebody in the church, and in the middle of a service, we stop what we're doing because somebody's speaking in tongues because God is using that person as a phone to ring us to let us know, I want to talk to you. That's the part of speaking in the spirit when God calls in. He speaks, somebody in the middle of the service starts speaking in tongues real loud. And, and when speaking in tongues, we all know the spirit bear witness that that's God trying to speak. So we shut everything down and we be quiet because we want to hear what God wants to say. And those tongues, when that happens, this is to me, when that happens, those tongues that are being spoken, they have to be interpreted. They have to be interpreted. And must be interpreted. Why? Because God is saying, I want to talk to my people. But if there is no interpretation, and you speak in tongues, interrupting the service, so everybody can know you speak in tongues. I got two words for you. I got three words for you. Four words for you. Shut the hell up. And keep your tongues to yourself. Because half the time people screaming, speaking in tongues, screaming, they're scaring everybody to death. If you speak in tongues in public and you ain't got nothing to say to tell the church, keep your tongues to yourself. The other one is, one is God calling in. The other one is, I'm calling God. And that's when my spirit speaks to God in prayer. This one, when, I, when you speak to the people on behalf of God, you got to interpret that. But when I'm in my time of prayer, and in my time of prayer in my house or wherever I'm at, I begin to speak in tongues, I am, I am calling God. And that tongue don't need interpretation. You know why? Because I, when I speak in tongues, to God, God knows what I'm talking about. So when I speak in tongues, when I speak in the Spirit, I don't need to know what I'm saying as it pertains to this because this is not talking to God. My Spirit is talking to God. So when I call up God, my Spirit and God is having a communication that I don't need to know because I'm calling God by means of my Spirit. And in doing this, here's what God does. God keeps you out of prayer so that you don't know what your spirit is telling God. That's what the Bible says. He who prays in the spirit does not speak to people but to God. Another thing is, is that he is not talking to man when he prays. He's talking to God. And then he says, not only are you talking to God, but then he says, 
you are speaking mysteries when you pray. Now, why is this important? Because when you don't pray in the Spirit, you're always praying by your reasoning. And every time you pray by your reasoning, you tend to put a little bit of you in the prayer that God don't really care about. And some of the times, if, 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 can we be honest? Like, 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 what the heck? Half of the times that we pray, we're wasting time in our prayer. Because we, we and again, 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 that, that sounds harsh. But, but some of the times that we pray, if we would just pray in the Spirit, we could, we could cut the conversation so much quicker, get to the point. What are we talking about? Kill him and hit her and have her get a flat and pop a tie. And, and God's like, I don't, I don't care about that. Because how do you want me, how are you praying for me to kill somebody I love? How, do you, how are you praying for me to harm somebody I love? So don't pray that. Pray in the Spirit. When, when you want to pray to kill somebody, you're speaking tongues, praying the Spirit. And let your spirit do the talking for you. Okay? Now listen to this. In doing this, God keeps you out as well so that you don't know what you're talking to, what your spirit is telling God. Now, when you don't know what to pray in the soul, pray in the spirit. Listen to this, church. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get to my point because we got to go eat. Listen. Sometimes, and I don't know if this happened to you, but this happens to me a lot, especially this past year. There have been times in my walk with God in prayer that I get on my knees and I don't know what the heck to say. Has that ever happened to you? And, and, and it ain't because you're bored and it ain't because you're tired. It's that life is so rough and things are so tough that you don't even know how to start. And the moment you're going to start speaking, a tear come out of your eye and you're like, <laughs> and mucus is, I'm sorry, and stuff is coming out all over. And you can't pray and you can't talk and there's nothing to say. And let me tell you, sometimes some things you don't know what to pray for. Some of us are so used to, listen to me, uh, some of us, we, 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 we go through so much turmoil and so much struggle and so much pain that we don't know what to pray for, but that's why it's important to learn how to pray in the Spirit. Because Paul says in the book of Romans chapter 8, he says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And then it says, and he, the Spirit, who searches the heart, knows what the mind of the Spirit is because He intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. What does that mean? That when I don't know what to pray, since my Spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit and I can speak the heavenly language, the Holy Spirit speaks to my Spirit with a language I don't know and He knows my heart as He tells the Father what my tongue is telling Him as I pray. God, I'm like, preach it, I'm going to relax. Take it easy, Gabby. Listen to me. Some of us can't pray in the spirit because we're always praying in the soul. Some of us are so used to bossing everybody, and so we want to know everything that's happening around us, which is why we never give room for the spirit in us to speak to God. And some things you can't know, listen to me, some things you can't know because your mind isn't right. In order to receive those things that God has for you by His Spirit, which is why my series next month, we're going to focus on your head. 
We're going to focus on the mind. We're going to focus how you think, why you think the way you think, and how do you take your thoughts and do what the Bible says, taking every thought captive under the obedience of Christ. When you start praying in the Spirit, you communicate in three areas. Area number one, in the Spirit, which is what I call God consciousness. Area number two, in your soul, which is what I call self-consciousness. That's where you have your emotions, your mind, your feelings. And then the third one is your body, which is world consciousness. And most things we do in life, especially when we pray, we do it in the soul aspect, in the emotional realm, in the soulish realm. This is why most of our fights are done in this realm. We fight in the flesh, and we turn it off, and, and you diss me, I'm going to hit you right back. And you hit me, I'm going to hit you right back. And you posted that about me on, on Facebook, I'm going to post it right back on you. Uh-huh, and I did it. No emojis. Here you go. <laughs> Most of our decisions are made in this realm, and many times your mind is dysfunctional because it's still holding on to who you were five years ago instead of who your spirit needs you to be. So now you got this Holy Spirit in you trying to make out of you a man of God and a woman of God, but you hold on to your past and your emotions is in control of your life as it pertains to your composition. Listen to me. My point is this. Perfect prayer happens when you pray in the Spirit. Perfect prayer happens when you pray in the Spirit. Why? Because perfect prayer bypasses what you're thinking about. Your thoughts are the part of you that wants to control your life. Your emotions, your desires will want to run your entire life. But when you pray in your spirit, your mind shuts down and it loses, it loses control over you because now your spirit is taking over your mind. And the Spirit wants to lead your life, but to do it, it needs to bypass your mind, which is, check this out, check this out. The only part of you that's delivered is your spirit. Let me say that again. The only part of you that's delivered is your spirit. When you gave, when you gave your life to Jesus and you accepted Jesus as your, whole, your Savior, the only part that got delivered 100% was your spirit. That's it. Your spirit got delivered. Your mind is being delivered, Romans 12. Be not conformed to the pattern of this world, but be renewed by, be conformed by the renewing of your mind. Your spirit instantly is delivered. Your mind, which is your soul, is being renewed, is being delivered. And your body shall be delivered. When? When the dead in Christ shall raise and we who are alive, who are caught up, will be caught up with God, and we're going to be in a glorified body. But the only part of you that's delivered is your spirit. That's why when God really wants to speak with you, he don't want to speak to the parts of you that's not delivered. He wants to speak to the part of you that's delivered. But if you don't, don't fortify the part of you that's already saved, now you got to deal with you and your feelings, you and your issues, you and your stuff. And God, God is spirit, and God speaks spirit to spirit. 
Sometimes in our prayer, we interfere in what God wants to do because our spirit is not in the right place. So, so if I want to pray and connect with God, why don't I use the part of me that's 100% delivered, which is the spirit? That's the part of you that is born again, your spirit. That's the only part that's delivered 100%. Your soul, your mind, everything being transformed. Your body, you got saved today. You get mad hype, right? You know what happens tomorrow? That corn you have in your toe, you're going to have it tomorrow. Because just because you got saved, your corns ain't going to disappear. Just because you got saved, diabetes ain't going nowhere. Diabetes is going to be right there. Yeah, hey, hey, here we are, chilling. Just because you got saved, your body don't change. Your body will change. The only thing that is transformed and is completely delivered is your spirit. So, so let's take the part of us that is completely delivered and let that thing run our lives. What does the Bible says? Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. But if you don't let the Spirit take its place and you just want to be in charge of your spirit with your emotions and your ego and your vengeance and your snotty attitude and this is how I do it. No, 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 no. Put your body in check. Your spirit, soul, and flesh and let your body follow your soul and let your soul follow the spirit and let your spirit speak to the Father. So that when God speaks to your spirit, your spirit speaks to your mind and your mind tells your body, we got to chill because God's in control of this thing called body. We're going home. We're going home. We're going home. Your mind must be changed. Because one minute, your mind is spiritual, and the next minute your mind is carnal. Has that ever happened to you? Peter. Peter one time. He had, I don't know if Peter was bipolar. Peter had issues, like big issues. Because one time Peter's, Peter, one moment Peter's like, oh, let's build a tent up here in the mountain. And let's build a tabernacle. Let's worship the Lord here. Then the next minute he's talking about cutting a guy's ear off, denying the Lord three times. If you let yourself be governed by your mind, you will be up and down, left and right, here and there. But if you're led by the Spirit, and if you live a life of praying, that's why when we, when we pray in the Spirit, here's my other point, you have to understand that praying in the Spirit will give you the capacity to pray with understanding. And this is what's crazy, because when you pray in the Spirit, you pray with understanding even though you don't understand what you're praying about. Look what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with understanding. It's not just enough to pray in the spirit, pray with understanding. And that's what's about speaking in public. And I'll preach that another day. The evidence of spiritual maturity, check this out, is when you grow. The evidence of spiritual maturity when you pray is when you grow. I know people that speak in tongues. Oh, they go crazy, but they never grow. You ever see those people? Ooh, hikibiki, Mitsubishi, Kawasaki, Kimosabi. <laughs> they always speak in tongues and they don't grow. <laughs> if you speak God's language, you've got to grow. I close with this Jude, book of Jude, chapter, verse 20 says, But you, dear friends, building by building yourselves up in your most holy faith 
and praying in the Spirit. The goal of praying in the Spirit is to grow and edify yourself. So that what? So that what God has for you and this side of the door can come to pass in your life. So that things that Paul says, things that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, no enter into the heart of man are the things that God has in store for them that love them. That when you start praying in the Spirit and you start connecting to God in the Spirit, you're going to be able to open the door and see and turn your world into heaven. And that's God's desire for us. That's why, friend, church, people, God's desire for us is that we pray with understanding. But we pray in the Spirit. That we pray with a part of us that is completely delivered so that we can put under subjection the part of us that is being delivered. Knowing that praying in the Spirit is not to compete or to impress, but to grow, personally grow. That's why, church, I want to challenge you today to walk a life of living a prayerful life in the Spirit. What does it take to pray in the Spirit? Faith. 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 To believe that when you say, now I'm going to speak in the Spirit, and you start speaking in tongues, by faith you're saying, I'm speaking to God. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm speaking to God, and He knows what my Spirit is saying. All it takes is faith. The capacity to say, I'm going to open my mouth, and God's going to put words in it, and I will speak it. That's praying in the Spirit. So today He is challenging us today. To activate the part of us that we seldom use, the Spirit. Let's be spiritual believers. Let's be spiritual people. Let's not do spiritual things. Let's be spiritual people. Let's be a church of the Spirit, the power of the Spirit. And I promise, I promise you, if you start praying more in the Spirit and less in your language, I promise you, then go turn around. I, pro I promise you. If we start going and activating the part of us that we seldom activate and live a life that honors God and start praying a, a, a prayer in the Spirit and say, God, you've given me this gift. I want to operate it. I'm going to live in it. I'm going to fulfill it. I'm going to do it to the glory of God. And, 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 and let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. And the more you do that, the Bible says you're speaking mysteries, things you don't know about, things you never heard about. And those things, God hears them exactly in the language he needs you to speak in. So, church, let's go deeper in our prayer. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper, church. Let's take our prayer life to another level. And I, I, listen, I promise you, your, your spiritual life will grow when you start praying. I promise you. And that's what's crazy because you start growing over speaking something you don't know what you're talking about. But there's something, there's something about speaking in the Spirit that it grows you. It makes you stronger. Let's become a Spirit-filled church that speaks God's language. And I promise you, church, before you make a decision, pray in the Spirit. Before you make a choice, pray in the Spirit.